What's poppin' fam? Welcome to Don't Touch My Mindset, a podcast that is designed to uplift, inspire, and motivate you, and most importantly, share tools to help you protect that mindset. so happy to be here i'm your host jay chase welcome welcome back if this is your first time here hit the subscribe button follow rate review if anything resonates from this episode please share it with a friend it it truly helps the show grow i love you guys thank you thank you thank you so much for rocking with me uh this week we got a hometown hero i am based in columbia missouri and that's the middle of the map middle of the united states I, I tapped in with a local recording artist here. Um, her name's Hana. And just super interesting story. Really dive into some good things on grief and um, dreams and ambitions and cultivating that relationship with who you're going to be. So please, please, please check the show notes. Uh, connect with us. Please, if you haven't checked out, we got hoodies. Hit the website, don'ttouchmymindset.com. And check out the community. We are hosting live Zooms. We are building the best versions of ourselves to operate from truest and highest self always. Where we are learning how to stay focused, how to stay inspired, how to stay connected, and not let anyone touch our mindset. It's truly, truly been a beautiful journey. Um, Just to witness the growth in me and the people around me and the things that I'm attracting in my life. So extremely grateful. Super happy. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. We are back on Mindset Day with a new mindset. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What's poppin', fam? What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Dude, I am super excited. I am here with Hana. Is it Hana? Hana, yeah. Hana. How do you say your last name? Uh, you can, it's Sanhasi, or you can say Kunhasi. People say it both ways. I honestly don't know the proper way to say it. Ka- but, ka- yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. well, welcome. Welcome, <laughs> Hana. Um, yo, I honestly just kind of want to dive right into it. Um, introductions who are you what do you do what do you offer well, uh, tell us about yourself yeah hey guys uh, my name is Hana obviously we <laughs> we said that um, I am a singer um, I write music I'm also a biological engineer during the day which is fun um, yeah it's pretty much I'm from uh, Kosovo uh, my family came to the United States in 1999 and yeah, I've grown up in Colombia, and a little bit about me. Yeah, there it is. Well, we don't really get to know you. I'm excited. I'm excited that you're here. Uh, first question. Now, if we take away the titles, the labels, the successes, the degrees, um, the failures, the trials, the tribulations, who are you and why are you here? That's a good question. We're getting deep. <laughs> right off the bat. First question. <laughs> Um, I, I like to kind of, I know you're not supposed to kind of define yourself by like the relationships in your life, but I like to, I look at myself like as a daughter, as a sister, as, um, I think just if you, like you said, take away all the labels, I don't know. I think I'm just 
a girl who's here trying to figure out life, trying to get through really hard things <laughs> while still trying to make like make sure no one sees kind of that you're going through hard things because I don't want to um, make those people in those relationships in my life worry. Mm. So I don't know. I think I haven't really, I don't have it defined very well. No, so. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough question because a lot of things are built on labels, titles, the things that we go through in life, you know, um, how we're defined, how other people see us. And I, I always think it's super interesting just, you know, taking away the labels and the titles and the successes and the trials and tribulations. I believe I exist to lead with generosity and unconditional love, but follow with care and understanding. And that didn't just come to me, but that's something I've thought about, you know, like, why am I here, you know? Um, with that being said, we are here to edify you, talk about you, um, shine the spotlight on Hana. So... Pivotal moments, pivotal moments. What comes up when I say the word pivotal moments to you? Like an event in my life or is, uh, I think, yeah, when you say pivotal moment, I think of an event that changed how I view like the world completely and how I go about life, like how I've, um, I guess my mindset has completely switched and that doesn't mean it's switched in a positive way. Sometimes you have to switch it in a negative way first to know there's a problem. Um, that's when I think of pivotal. I also think, um, there can be really good pivotal moments and that those bad moments can lead to a really, to kind of like an enlightenment in a sense to, uh, like fall back and be like, Oh, like something is like, I'm not the way I used to be. And I don't want to be this way. And it's like, how do I, um, what do, what changes am I trying to make? Like, what am I battling? And I'm not being honest with myself. Like, cause I'm not getting anywhere. Like I'm not, I don't know. I guess it's like when you know, like it's time to change, like, you, like deep down. Like, I think that's what I think of when I think of pivotal. Yo, I, I love that. You know, the definition of pivotal is a crucial point in something success, a crucial turning point. And, it, and the thing is of crucial importance. And I'm like, yo, how, how more significant could that be? Crucial importance. So I feel that. I feel that on a deep level. If you could think back to the earliest moment in your life where you experienced your first pivotal moment or the pivotal moment, I believe that we are always pivoting. I believe we have multiple pivots in our life. But what what was kind of a first defining moment or pivotal moment for you? There was, like you said, there's probably been a lot when I was younger. I just didn't realize them or I wasn't aware they were pivotal in my life. Um, there's a like a recent one of like in 2020 my mom passed away so I think that is like ever since then um like like I say like I said earlier like my whole mindset has changed and maybe it's not for the good and that's what I'm trying to like work through I think that moment just kind of made me step back and question literally every single thing I'm doing every um just how I go about my relationships going back to that first question where you're like how do you define yourself without those titles um, that's what I'm trying to work on because I think um, throughout my life up until up until I experienced death I think I was I was leaning so much into titles into like school was so important to me all of this but then you realize like you work so hard for a degree and then the one person you want there to see you like succeed is not so it's kind of like you step back and you're like, okay, what, um, 
what do I really want out of my life? Because these titles and stuff, they don't matter at all anymore. So I think that's like the most the most dramatic pivotal moment so far. Hopefully it does not get worse. You're, it's it's like a roller coaster, right? You know, it's like yeah. that's that's and that, but that's absolutely insane. And um, first and foremost, I commend you for your strength and uh, sharing that. Uh, my, my father passed away, so I, I can I know how, how much that takes out of you uh, to just speak on that. Hundred percent. Um, so describe that mindset when you say that it may not have changed for the better, but maybe for the negative. Dive into that a little bit. Um, I think there's been like nights and days where uh, you just kind of don't see the point in ev anything and not in like a depressing sense. Well, also, it's OK if it's depressing because I feel like we fabricate like having to be positive all the time and having to always work hard, grind like all of this. But like sometimes it's OK to like just really be going through it. And I think um, my mindset started to change when I just, I didn't feel like anything was worth it. Um, like nothing was important. Like people would, like it kind of also sucks because I would have friendships that I kind of uh, pulled myself back from because my mindset would go to, oh, everybody's gonna leave you anyways. And it's very toxic and it's just like everyday things like, I don't know, I just w wasn't interested in anything. And then I I still, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak from a point of, oh, like I figured it out because I haven't yet. And it's been almost well, like a year and a half. But um, I think also just knowing sometimes it gets really good and then you're like, oh yeah, I've like, I'm getting through this. And then you get a really, really bad day. It just comes out of nowhere. So you're just like, oh, okay. And I think that's what you have to learn. Um, that's what I'm learning with my mindset. It's not gonna gradually improve it's just gonna be like waves and you just gotta learn like I read this book on grief and it was like you just gotta learn how to in a sense take on like take on those waves and I think that's really cool yeah it's a lot <laughs> yo no that's that's heat that's fire um as you know when when my father passed away um I I, I truly truly fell into that depressive grief stage I felt like I had to step up I'm the only I'm the only man in the family now my uncle's gone I'm I'm the only boy out of four sisters and my mom raised us and when you talk about grief and then how you stepped away from your relationships that hit so hard because um when it comes down to it the only thing that we have in common is being born and dying that is it, you know? And when, when you really zoom out, every relationship that we have here, here on Earth, here on this planet, here in this time, this lifetime, will come to an end. Yeah. It's hard to, it, and it's hard to like, kind of step back and realize that. And it's kind of, I don't know. It's like, how do we want to nourish those relationships while we can? So let me ask you, what is your greatest expression of love? I think time with someone. I think there's um, so many like, things, fabrications you can put on your relationships with people. There's so many gifts you can buy, so many well wishes you can send. Some, like something else um, after my mom passed, there were so many people who um, sent their condolences. And like I understand, sometimes that's all people can do. But 
the people who showed up at my house brought my family food brought like took care of us for weeks like though like spent quality time or not even sometimes they would just drop things off and they knew we didn't want to be around anyone but just showing up for someone because you can you can say you love someone you could say like though this is my best friend this is I love my dad or brother sister and it I don't know I feel like some people don't really know like do you really love them do you because you won't even take like a day out of I don't know some people never see their families never see their friends and I understand we're all busy but I think quality time I think you know I, I completely agree with you I believe that when you decide to spend time and energy with someone you're nourishing a relationship correctly because you're spending the one thing that you cannot get back um, and and if somebody doesn't respect that, then there, there's no room for love in that in that relationship. I, I also believe my greatest expression of love is respect, which kind of throws the five love languages out the window. It's like how can it's you know how can you say your greatest expression of love is respect? And I believe when you when you view something sacred, such as a relationship with your mother, with my father, with a best friend, or cousin sister brother whoever you know cares about you says that they love you you respect that you hold that in high regard you treat it sacred you view it differently you hold it you nurture it you let it grow you give it room to grow you know um and and some people want that but won't give that to themselves and and, and the hardest the hardest part about doing that is literally giving it to yourself and able to freely and fearlessly give it outwardly. Yeah, it's like, how do we nourish our own relationship with ourselves, but also continue to nourish those other external relationships? It's a very difficult battle sometimes. Um, so let's, can, can we roll up the sleeves yeah. and continue to do <laughs> Please, please. Um, let's touch on grief. How do you, or did you, I say do you because I know that that shit comes in waves. How do you or did you deal with that? Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't know how to deal with it, honestly. Um, I think the best thing that I found is to spend time with my family and people who like knew my mom and loved her deeply. And when we talk openly about, cause sometimes people get kind of awkward to talk about someone who passed but because they think like oh I'm gonna make you sad but actually the sadness is always there so you're actually you're not bringing up sadness you're just I don't know just kind of making when people say have their memory live on and I think that's how I've been able to get through my grief is with my aunt my mom's sister um and sometimes even my brother like will just like me and my brother try not to um, I guess show too much sadness around our family because I think our family looks at us as like the last piece of my, our mom. But we try to, even when me and my brother have just, just conversations with those people that um, were also deeply affected by the grief. But other than that, um, I don't know. I think just, just letting yourself be sad. <laughs> so, I don't know. And if, if anybody fig figures it out, please let me know. <laughs> Yo, right? That's it. It comes. I feel like it for me. Yo, when I when I I suppressed my dad's death for a minute because I, I planned the funeral. I wrote the obituary. I did everything. You know, blah blah blah. Um, that's a lot. Yo, yep, it's a lot. Yo, it's and then yo when I have all these relationships that are looking at me. Like, yeah. Next, dad's dead, and I'm it's like, another like weight 
on top of the weight you're already feeling with that grief. Yeah. Yo, that's insane. Um, I'm loving this conversation, by the way. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we talk about moving and processing through grief. Um, it makes me super curious for you. What does healing look like for you? For what healing in general kind of looks like? Yeah, well, just like, yeah, what does your healing look like from the things that hurt you, from the things, from the cuts, the pain, the scars um, and the wounds? How do you heal from it? What does that look like for you? How do you envision that? How do you see that? How do you embody that? I think for healing, there's a version of myself I want to um, get to. There's a, the version of myself from my mom past will never be anymore, but there was pieces of that girl that I want to bring into a future self, and I want... I guess my healing is um, also like I get very angry sometimes because at my family, um, not that they have done anything, but there's so much grief and sadness that it turns into anger. Like, and I like healing for me looks like um, not letting those what is going on internally affect anyone else. Like my brother, every time I'm angry, he's like, I'm not taking it personally because I know you're going through stuff. Like, and he's, yeah, <laughs> my brother, shout out to Lon. Um, he uh, is one of the most understanding because sometimes people will look at you and they'll be like, oh, you're just an angry person. But no, like, it's just you're going through stuff. You don't know how to express it. And anger sometimes is the easiest way. And I think a healed version of myself wouldn't lash out on people who love me the most and I think a healed version of myself would look at those um, really dark moments and not get so anxious or afraid like oh I'm never gonna get better because I, I want to look at those moments and be like okay this is part of this let's keep it moving like but I don't want to um, I don't want to suppress my emotions to my family and friends because I think I do that a lot. I put like, I'm a very happy person, I think, but sometimes people really don't know. Like there's a lot that I don't show because I don't, um, I don't know if I want people to remember me as like super sad all the time, but it's also like, I don't know. I think that's why I'm struggling so heavily is because um, when my mom first passed that first year, I think I was like, okay, like I was, I thought I had um, accepted it um, and j was just moving on. But this past year has been really, really bad. And I think that's because uh, my body was just kind of like, no, like you haven't even started to deal with this. Like I, they say there's the five stages of, stages of grief. And I think I'm still in the first one, which is denial, which I don't, I never thought I would be in that phase. Cause it's like the facts are there. Like someone's not there anymore. But um, hopefully when I'm healing, I can get through those phases. Or I don't think you can ever get through those phases. I think it's just, I just want to learn how to deal with it better and open up to my family, probably. Yeah, just the fact of that, uh, I just want to know how to deal with it better. So nobody has it, there's no right or wrong. It's no right or wrong. It's what works for you, it's what works for you, and it's what gets you through it as long as it's healthy and it doesn't affect anyone negatively around you, is what I truly believe. I believe there's four stages to healing. There's, there's the acceptance, which is, of course, right. Um, you gotta accept that the pain is there, and I believe that pain is the catalyst to growth. And once we accept that pain, see it, we have that awareness, we can move into action about doing something about it. The rediscovery, the, the seeing what works for me, what works for me to help me maintain a positive attitude to help me 
shift through these feelings that come up, you know, when somebody says one thing about my mom or something like How that. How will I deal with that? You know, dropping, dropping myself into into the, the, the empathy of like, yo, that's wild. What is the hardest thing to express for you when, it, when something like that comes um, up? That I'm hurt. <laughs> I think I, I also have a lot of pride and I don't want to, it's not a prideful thing, like grief is not, but sometimes it's hard to, um, those relationships that I had prior to my mom passing, sometimes I think I pulled away from them because I would rather meet someone new who doesn't know that, who doesn't expect that past version of me. So I think that's, uh, my pride is kind of like, hold on, like pull yourself back. Like don't show them that you're super sad. That's not how they remember you by. Like, you know, I think that's very hard for me to, uh, I don't know, get past. But even like with my, like, I've never been, um, you can, like my cousin, she always says like, I don't even like hugs. Like I'm just not very like touchy and stuff. And I think I want, I want to be, but, um, I think just letting people in is the hardest part thing. So I don't know. It's pretty difficult to let people in to a side you don't really want publicly shown all the time. But I think it's also really important. Like even with my music, there's songs I've written that are very, very meaningful to me. And but I think if they came out, it would be a whole new perspective on me. But also I think they would help people so much, people who are like dealing with loss. It doesn't have to be loss like a death, but just loss of someone from your life anymore. So Yo, I, I think it's almost equally as painful to lose somebody who's still alive, you know? It hurts just as much. I always say that pain is pain. Uh, it doesn't matter if you got cut on your leg and I got cut on my arm, but pain is pain. It still hurts. Um, so, how do you how do you transmute that pain as as being as being a, a loving soul going through this human experience? We're we're going to be hurt. We're going to deal with the ups and downs. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. So, how do you transmute that pain into something that is ascending? you know through your music how do you how do you really drop into that feel that like where how do you how do you transmute that how do you alchemize um, that i guess also really quick i like how you said suffering is a choice i like that because it's true it's true you can pull yourself out of uh hard places um how do i deal with that pain i think like you said you touched on kind of my music and i know it's like kind of cliche um i know singers always say that but the reason i think when i that I deal with it through my music is because they, people talk about how journaling is really good for you. And I think that's the same way with my music. Um, if I can get into words what I am feeling in my head, like just get that out. It's kind of just like this like darkness that I just want to like get on the paper because then it, it, then it kind of makes me realize like, like all my thoughts that are going crazy when I get that into lyrics, I'm like, okay, like this, I can explain it better. Like I can calm down and realize like, that's okay. Like it's just, it's, they're just feelings. And I think like music has helped me tremendously, um, but I don't think it will help me until I release it the most. Release your art. I also saw this quote that said, we're not perfectionist, we're just insecure. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that is so true with me and my music. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I think if you don't release that stuff, then what's the point? It's still in your head. 
in a sense. But sometimes it's nice to just get stuff on paper. But I think music is how I try. If I, if I didn't have music, um, I don't know. I would probably dive deeper into my relationships with my friends and family. I think that's how I would. Yeah. I love the way that you put that as in transmuting and alchemizing your pain through your music you know i it, it reminded me of this place that i take um i take my journaling to it's called uh i call it uh dark frequency journaling where i when when i feel that pain i feel that grief i feel that unforgiveness those grudges the, that anger um i believe that healing forgiveness um is never complete until release um so you can say you forgive somebody, you forgive somebody, you forgive somebody. But then if you, do you forgive them if you're still thinking about how it hurt you? Or do you release that completely? And then that's when you step into unconditional forgiveness. You know, it's, 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 it's a hard thing to do. Um, so it's, it's really beautiful that how you can transmute your pain into your music, into your lyrics. And you go and sing your heart and put your, and, and, and put your music into a place where you can look at it, hear it, hear your pain, and, and witness yeah. your growth. That's what also helps too. Like, he, like, literally, I had a friend. Um, she's also a singer. She would tell me sometimes there's certain notes she couldn't hit because her body. There was so much, like a certain type of energy she had to like release, like those pains, those emotions. Then she, she, she told me like she had this experience where she she yeah she was trying to hit this one note she couldn't it was pretty uh, high up there and she was like it's because my body it was like tense and then i think she i forgot what she said what she did but she was able to hit that after after like coming to terms with herself and and realizing like sometimes there's actual blockages in the body and like that's why i'm like huge on like i love learning the science behind meditation and um practices like those because that's like you said you have to release that stuff because your body like like even like number one cause like cancers or like anything stress and people don't realize how much they're uh, mental but also physical because everything like like we talked about earlier everything is linked so um, when you don't release that stuff when you're holding that like even when you're like very anxious you, your body is literally telling you you're anxious you, your palms get sweaty like your your heart is racing like that's why I feel like people don't realize how important certain energies are. Sometimes people take like when, when we talk about energies, they're like a, that's just like a facade thing. The woo -woo, when, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like that stuff. Like how can you like what? <laughs> the woo woo. The shit's real. I promise you. Your body literally like creates like certain um what is it called? Like uh, certain glands activate and certain like uh, your shockers shout out uh, dr joe disponza <laughs> oh, becoming supernatural oh I, I read becoming supernatural i love that book oh, yes, yes, yes 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 yeah but um yeah i just think that's that's really cool there's literally a science behind it that's why i find it really interesting because Yo, you're you're absolutely right. And then when we harnessed um, pain, when we when when we experienced that, I truly believe that, um, it, like you said, there's actual blockage to the energy. Everything is energy, and we are energy, and um, we're made of molecules. I mean, energy. You know, that's that's what we are when it comes down to the you know the very base of it. And your throat chakra is blocked when you haven't processed things that want to come out. 
your throat chakra will close up because you can't talk about it because you haven't talked about it with your heart you haven't talked about it with your energy with your sacral chakra with your solar plex chakra like it, it, it down to the root chakra like it goes all the way down and once it comes through the crown chakra you can release through the throat chakra it's 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 in it's so so you can feel it too sometimes like have you ever wanted to say something speak up for yourself but you kind of hold back you're like this is not this is my body it's telling me this doesn't feel right yo even in the slightest bit when you're talking about something painful your voice it'll crack yes. that's your throat chakra yeah. it's like well hold on we're not ready for this yeah. no. <laughs> that's how you also know if when people say if you're healed or not when you can talk freely about a subject and obviously when i was talking about my mom like i kind of hold back but like i said it's because i'm not healed from it so and you know the beautiful thing is i don't think we'll ever be healed i think it's a, a straight cycle it's a yeah it's a facade he healing is not a like healed is a facade but healing is real it's, it's a cycle i think i will be 60 years old healing for something that happened when i was 23 still if i don't completely release 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 i think the most important thing that we can do as as humans going through this human experience navigating life release nothing is ours release 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 everything comes to an end and um you know i always, I, I always say uh best case scenario my partner and i go out notebook style but either or I'm going to have to grieve that relationship or my partner's going to have to grieve that relationship because I'm probably going to leave first or she's going to leave first, you know, and it's <laughs> what I have actually transmuted that horrible like reality into dropping into the here and now, the right yep. now, yeah, right now. And it's, it's, you, we, we, <sighs> You appreciate so much more when you know it's going to be gone one day. Yeah, you, like I said, it goes back to the time thing. When you know time is so sacred, um, you, don't, you don't put a rain check on everything anymore because at one, one day you're not going to be able to put that rain check on there. So I think, yeah, staying in the present, which is very difficult sometimes, but it, that's the only thing that exists literally right now yo it's and it and it's so crazy because you can either stay in the present and and choose to you can stay in the present and choose to act as you always have you know as as past version of yourself or act as if who i'm going to be as in stepping in the future future version of yourself which I, I i'm huge on future self science and um that's that's what me and my mentor call it future self science where we're future self science yeah, where you're cultivating a relationship with your future self. So my uh, my mentor is part of a study that they asked humans to think of a stranger in a certain part of the brain lit up, to think of themselves in a past life and a different part of the brain lit up, and then to think of themselves in the future and the part that lit up was the stranger part because they didn't have a relationship with the person that they're going to be. I like that's interesting it's super interesting so i made it a mission to change that to start making awareness of that to connect so like when you think of your future self there's a, the part of the brain that lights up is not that stranger part is that the goal it's the part it's the part that knows knows thyself because everybody talks about knowing thyself yeah, and do knowing we really my, know ourselves let's be honest <laughs> you know that's you know i'm here to challenge that's and so that's what a lot of my focus is is to 
help people step into who they're going to be. I understand what happened. We don't know why it happened. Maybe it was faith. Maybe it was destiny. But where are we going to go? I believe a, a great life is not by chance. It's by design. When those asking those whys, I feel like sometimes, like um, what I've realized a lot is sometimes, like you said, you won't know why something happens. And you can go with everything happens for a reason, but there's certain things you can't apply that to, or I can't apply that to. Uh, people's other people's experiences might be different but i think just realizing it happened and what, what are we going to do about it like how you said suffering is a choice you can choose to suffer every single day or you can choose to be like i don't want i don't want to feel like this anymore so what what, what am i going to do <laughs> yo it was i think it was um buddha it was the great buddha that said um that said um Suffering is a choice, um, but it can't end. It can't end. In the eight noble, the eightfold path is what to to release suffering. Um, Susan Piver broke it down to even more simple: that everything dissolves. Life is suffering. The suffering can't stop, and that's by leading with love. I like that. Everything dissolves. I like that. Everything is off. true. Things get uh, easier to deal with because they're dissolving in a sense. I never think about it that way. Yeah, that's that's actually how I look at my relationships. As as horrible as that yeah. sounds, yeah. yeah. But it's dissolving as time goes on. You know, the world the world doesn't wait on anybody. And a lot of people look at me like, "Yeah, you're so literal." <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, release the fear of losing something and release the hope of the forever." Attachment. Yo, I'm telling you, like, live in that moment. And then that way, you, I don't believe life is about chasing happiness. I believe life is about processing emotions correctly. Yep. I think that's how you get to happiness. People, you you see these, like, um, like all over Instagram, these quotes and stuff, like, just chase happiness, like, do this, blah, blah, blah. But you're right. It's The only way to truly be happy is to release those emotions that aren't making you happy, in a sense. I don't know. I think that's... I think that is the only way, honestly. You can't you can't just like chase over towards something and then not deal with this stuff back here. Like cuz I don't know. Then you go back you go back to that thing of not being true to yourself and not knowing your future self cuz you haven't dealt with that with those past emotions. Yo, it's crazy. All this shit's linked, ain't it? it, it yo, it, it, it's it's so beautiful. Um leads me to another another question for you. If you could make a phone call to your future self, what would you say? I would hope she would make a phone call to me. <laughs> like, is it? <laughs> How's it going over there? Um, I would tell her I am going to help you. Like, I'm trying to help you, in a sense. You're gonna be, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna learn how to process uh, things you never thought you would be able to. And I think, um, um, I don't know. Just be patient with me. Be patient. Mm. I think so. I would tell my future mm. self. I like that. I like that. Be patient. Um, who is future Hana? Um, someone who is more open to love in all all sorts of relationships. I think I'm very closed off because um, I'm scared I'm going to lose whoever comes into my life which like we talked about you 
pretty much you will you will like you just i think i want to learn future me would learn how to love without uh, being attached and um i think sometimes people rush to like the worst scenario that could happen in relationships uh with their loved ones but if that were to happen then okay you deal with that once you get there but i think we can't live this life of like oh what if this happens what if he does this what if she does this um okay that's fine but right now they're not and i think i want to learn that um future me would know how to deal with that and future me would be more optimistic i think and would meditate more because i don't do that a lot anymore and i was a I was, uh, I think my whole mindset and how I acted with, like, connected with reality was so much better when I would meditate every day. And, um, but after going th through something so traumatic, I kind of lost um, the meaning or the point of trying to improve myself because I was like, oh no, like, you try so hard to improve yourself, then something like knocks you down like 10 steps down. And, um, I think future me would still continue with my habits, my daily practices, and, yeah, just be more open. Spend more time with people. Yo, so that leads me to my next question. <laughs> Jay, don't take no breaks. Huh? I'm telling you, I love it because I love that answer, <laughs> right? Uh, so what steps are you taking today to make future Hannah come true? Um, I said Hannah, Hannah. It's okay, everyone gets three strikes. <laughs> um, let's see. I think I'm starting to, uh, how I talked about that pride thing, pull that back. And I think that's helped me a lot. And I, it's still not perfect, but um, pulling it back to apologize more, to be aware of my, how, like, my internal, like, suffering right now is affecting other people when I don't mean to. Like, I love those people so much and I lash out. And um, I think, like, learning to deal with that and then also trying to uh, strengthen relationships with people and getting out more i think also that because i think future hana wants that like i there's a part of myself like i hold back like i mentioned and i kind of seclude myself in my work but and i hide behind like those things like i always blame my um inability to like socialize in a sense because i am always burnt out from work and i don't think that's I just use that as an excuse. I use, even when I was um, going through engineering school, I always use school as an excuse. Like, I don't want to go out. Like, really, it's just I had really bad anxiety and I just didn't want to, I didn't want to put forth the uh, energy for those relationships. But I think for future me, like, she wants that. Like, I want that deeply. And there was a part of me when I would, like, I would try to reach for more relationships, connect with people. And I think that's, because that's the only way you can heal in a sense is, to meet people who are going through or have been through similar things and maybe they'll uh, give you some insight and, but there's no way to do that unless you like put yourself out there so i think um i'm trying to open myself up to more things and not second guess or think of the negatives of every opportunity or every social event like it's okay to i think people like uh, look down upon like going to the bars or something like that no like it's okay to just not work hard some days i don't know like it's okay to just like i don't know that's what i would do i think for my future self um she would want that absolutely so. and um I, I i definitely encourage you to uh remove the word try because i mean look at what you're doing right now you're you're sitting here doing a, a podcast you're doing that to take a step towards future hana 
you know um i'm proud of you i'm proud of you fam like i'm proud of you like like you're here um you're here you're doing it i believe that you're i believe that every action every step every decision that we make we we take a step closer closer to our future version of, of ourselves, whether that's the version that we painted or the version that our actions are deciding for us um so i love the awareness i love that you, you know that you don't got to stay stuck in your pain and that you can stand in your personal power showing up is <laughs> showing up is 80 80 percent of it that's it that's it. the other 20 percent that's gonna come from trying that's gonna come yeah. from the doing but showing up getting yourself there getting yourself ready getting yourself prep whatever it is maybe the mindset the heart shift you know however you got to get aligned get connected get focused inspired um showing up's the hardest part after you show up it's easy or you'll fi- you'll figure it out but you can't figure it out if you don't show up a hundred percent um what is what when i say the words personal power what does that what does that mean to you Ooh, personal power personal power confidence when you i think for me the most powerful people and the people i look up to have a confidence in themselves or at least uh, they don't let their insecurities um kind of outweigh outweigh that confidence i feel like sometimes we question ourselves so much and we want validation from others but when you when you're confident in yourself there's so much power to that and even if you don't know like what you're doing or what you want to do sometimes even faking it and i think uh i don't know i think working up to that confidence i always say like if you ever find yourself being a hater, ask yourself, where am I lacking confidence? It's true, like stuff like that. Like, And um, it's just very powerful. The most uh, successful people sometimes, I think, don't, um, don't show what they're afraid of all the time or their insecurities. And I think it's okay, it's good to show them, but there's power in, um, like, have you ever seen someone talk about insecurity of theirs and they're like, and you're like, whoa, like I would have never thought that, like, I don't know, some people don't like, I don't know, their height, I don't know. And like, you're just like, whoa, I never thought that would be an insecurity, but now it's kind of taken away from that power of them. So I don't know, just think confidence. Learning to love yourself completely, like as cliche as that sounds, like that is power, personal power, like just be accepting yourself. Yo, a hundred percent. Oh, I love that. Um, that that get that gets me excited. Um, with that being said, I think I'm a lot of questions. I think I think you passed. Oh my gosh! Yay! <laughs> I got <an> A. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please tell us what you got going on. What you got coming up? Where can we find you? Um, what's up? I uh, just came out with a new song. <laughs> it's called Sip. Go check it out. Um, it's it's not very deep like it's not a very deep meaningful song but it's fun and it's a good song go check it out um hopefully in the future i'm really working on coming out with a a pack of songs um to deal kind of talk through my healing in a sense that i kind of brought up earlier just about grief um and the dark parts of life i think i need to touch on that in my music for sure um with versatility reasons and um yeah that's what i have coming out um music video for sip is out now go check it out um you can find me on spotify apple music youtube wherever you listen to music on um and yeah and instagram at hana tanhasi 
yeah, orphan hostel. You can spell that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's H A N A C A N H A S I. There it is. Woo. There it is. Yo, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, one piece of advice for listeners: if it, you know, if you had to take away from the conversation everything, if you had to compact it, what would you, what would you tell listeners to take with them? I think to just as like, I don't know. I think you just shouldn't, don't take things just very seriously in a sense. And I say that and I take th- everything seriously, but like, <laughs> like at the end of the day, like what's, I've been starting to say this to myself a lot. Uh, what's the best that could happen? I think our minds always go to what's the worst that can happen, but start thinking in terms of what's the best that could happen. And don't be afraid to, um, don't be afraid to just like I don't know like express yourself in a sense if you want something if you want to reach out to someone reach out to them who cares like what like what's the best that could happen you know worst that could happen is they say no but I think we um especially as I'm trying to propel like in my music I've realized um a lot of people sometimes are scared to do things and I don't I don't know like why what's like we our life is so short there's only so much time we have um yeah, so just do it. <laughs> just, just do, do it. it. Just do it. Nike, sponsor me. Please. And live life. Live life. Live life. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love, right? It's, it's, you can find it somewhere. It's not. I love that. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming, sharing your heart, sharing your truth, sharing your wisdom, stating your personal power, and um, getting outside your company. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate this, and I was excited to get this out. Yeah. So it's a step towards healing. There it is. Yeah. It's a step towards healing. Yeah.